Well, hello and welcome back. Ivan here, and it's podcast time again. That means it must be Friday. This is the second podcast in the new uh, broadcasting and uh, distribution format, so I hope you're finding it well, and I hope you're finding it working well. In the event that you're having challenges, share those with me, and in the event that you're not having any challenges, share the podcast with a friend who can benefit, someone who's in our professional beauty and barber industry who wants to be a $100,000 haircutter. Thanks for being here again. Let's get into this week's topic. The topic of the week is making walk-ins work. And this is a topic by request coming off of last week's topic, which was the bump and the slump, talking about driving haircut client traffic in the post-coronavirus lockdown era that we find ourselves in, making walk-ins work. Um, It's an interesting topic, and I think it's something that's on a lot of folks' minds, uh, especially in the barber business that has had such a large sector of it to be a walk-in business traditionally uh, and habitually for a lot of folks. Um, So let's talk about walk-ins just a little bit, because by and large, we're being told right now not to serve walk-in customers. We're being driven to drive our clients to appointment-based experiences. Let's clarify a few things. Number one, this is not the law. These are recommendations. I'm not aware of any particular situation or circumstance in which there has been changes to state laws with regards to the beauty and barber industry serving people on a walk-in basis. It is a recommendation that we discourage walk-in traffic. And many people are choosing to follow that recommendation. And following that recommendation not necessarily a bad thing. At the end of the day, one of the things it comes down to, of course, is optics. How does it look? Because let's talk about the intention. The intention behind asking people to not serve people on a walk-in basis, to decline walk-in opportunities, and to steer people towards appointments is about eliminating... uh, social congestion. It's about maintaining social distance. It's about eliminating a waiting room full of people. Typically in those waiting room environments, it's not going to be possible to be six feet away. We have people sitting uh, hip to hip and shoulder to shoulder on a church pew in a waiting area in some cases. Um, It's to reduce the number of people that are in a small space at one time. Let's remember the challenge of the haircut business is we have a low ability to maintain social distance. You can't cut some pe- somebody's hair six feet away. And we have a high capability of transmission because we are up close and personal with people like that. So um, let's understand that's the origin or the genesis of the challenge that we have with regards to walk-ins. And let's be realistic here as we talk about how to make walk-ins work. There are plenty of clients, no shortage of clients, for whom an appointment-based haircut is not their preference. It is certainly not their habit. It is not something they are familiar with. So uh, we're going to need to think and do and be a little bit different in order to accommodate walk-ins and make walk-ins work in a barbershop or hair salon environment. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Okay, thank you. We are back. Let's think about these as walk-ups, not walk-ins. Let's talk about some of the things we can do to effectively serve people that don't necessarily play by appointments. Number one on my list is running a list. 
working with what I call clipboarding. Um, you can have a piece of paper, it can be as simple as a piece of paper, on a clipboard, attached, hanging from a hook, stuck on the front door with a suction cup. And I think this works absolutely great. It's low tech, it's not fancy, and you put a list on the door and you have people write down their name and their cell phone number. And they wait in their car in the parking lot. They walk up, they write Bob, and they write one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, their phone number on the piece of paper. And when you finish a client and escort a client out the door, you walk out the door on the front of the door, you pick up the clipboard, you text the next name on the list, and say, your chair is waiting, your chair is ready. Come on in and get a haircut, whatever you say. And they pop out of their car, they pop into the shop, right into your chair, good to go. That's a clipboard system, that's a list system. I think that works perfectly well. The other thing we can do is we can run a call-in system. A call-in system isn't quite an appointment. It's essentially a form of queuing in which you have that clipboard, and that clipboard is in the building and at your front desk, near your register perhaps, and people call in and say, hey, it's Bob, I want to get a haircut. And you say, Bob, I got you on the list. You are five down from the top. And at that point, Bob says, thank you. Now, you can't give him a time. You don't quote him a time because this is not an appointment and not a specific time. But he knows he's five back, and you can say you're five back with three chairs open or five back with four chairs open. And you can say, yeah, it's going to be about 20. You can approximate it, but I don't even think you need to do that. And the idea will be you say to them, when you pull up out front, text us so we know you're here. And then you mark that that client is now in the parking lot. And then you work from the top of the list down. You look at the list and you notice that the third name on the list is in the parking lot. The first two are not here yet. So you text the third name on the list. Say, hey, Jimmy, chair's open. Come on in. Works just like that front door clipboard list, but this list is on the inside. And it does require answering the phone. It does require some texting. So you're going to have to have some ability to manage this if you do not have a front desk team member or staff person who can be managing all this. And maybe it's a great time to step up to uh, adding a team member who can actually execute these functions. I have some friends with shops around the country where they have someone who essentially is the uh, traffic control manager, the, um, what do they call them, uh, air traffic control, uh, in charge of the flow of people in and out to really help maintain that safety and that level of social distancing. Um, this is the old Next Up service that I've talked about so much. I think I have videos on my uh, YouTube channel that talk about managing Next Up services. The next thing on my list is the use of a booking app. And uh, many of you know I have a relationship with Booksy, uh, the number one appointment booking app out there and on the planet. And at this point in time, Booksy does not offer a walk-in waitlist function. They have a waitlist function for when you're fully booked and spaces open. And in order in which they were put on the list, those people are notified that an appointment space has opened up and they can be dropped into those. But uh, I'm talking about a walk-in system. And right now there are a few but not great choices and options in the beauty and barber industry. But the great news is 
there are some really, really terrific options in the restaurant industry for managing wait list traffic. And if you go online, if you go to Google and you type in restaurant wait list app, which is exactly what I did in doing the research for the podcast, you will find a ton of apps that are very specifically designed for the restaurant industry. However, many of them can be adapted and can be utilized for other hospitality industry, other service industry support function. So I think there are some there. I didn't dig down and do the research to be able to recommend a particular app. And quite frankly, I cannot recommend a particular app due to my uh, relationship with my friends at Booksy. However, obviously, because Booksy doesn't offer this function, it's not necessarily competition with the Booksy platform. But bottom line, Restaurant Waitlist app is a great place to go to look for some potential functionality for managing some of this digitally, electronically, uh, phone-based through an app. Because the restaurants are doing it and doing it very, very successfully. The last thing I do want to talk about on our uh podcast here is some ideas related to helping walk-ins just work better. Number one on the list, of course, many times when we think walk-ins, we think of guys, that guys traditionally don't want to be walk-in clients. I don't think it's fair to peg this to gender. I know plenty of women who are busy. I know plenty of women who are time sensitive. Um, I know plenty of women whose maybe lives don't necessarily accommodate appointments well. So let's not break it on gender. Let's call it busy people. And there's lots and lots of busy people. So I think we do need solutions. We do have to have a willingness to plug walk-ins in and around our appointments. You know, one suggestion might be um, within your team, either an individual hair cutter who is tagged or labeled as walk-in cutter that is there to accommodate that traffic. And you can expand and contract that based on just how much walk-in traffic you find you actually have. Another one might be to rotate that uh, days of the week through different members of your team, uh, certainly based on the demand levels that different members of your team experience. Some of your team members may be busy enough that they never can really be in a position to accommodate walk-in traffic because they have the appointments to sustain keeping their chair full. In other cases, you may have building hair cutters who are delighted to wear the walk-in hat, so to speak, uh, to be able to accommodate those folks in that way. The next thing I want to talk about is the idea of streamlining your service experience. If we are trying to accommodate walk-ins, and if walk-ins don't fit well with our situation, you know, while we're trying to maintain social distance and trying to um, handle people in a manner that is comfortable, perhaps we need to lean out our service offering. And that might mean, for instance, you know, right now a lot of us are not doing beards and facial hair because you can't do that with a mask on and you really shouldn't be doing that at all. Uh, so that's an option, eliminating the facial hair grooming or treating that as an upcharge extra so that it isn't addressed in the context of a traditional haircut experience. Um, others might be, and again, I've seen these, I'm not necessarily recommending them one way or the other or advocating in favor of them one way or the other. I think you need to look at your business. You need to look at your price. You need to look at your market and your service offerings uh, and make decisions that are most appropriate for you. But the other option is maybe the uh, straight razor 
Sideburn ear area nape shaving is temporarily suspended from your haircut offerings. Um, if that's a way of streamlining the service experience to help you turn the walk-ins a little bit faster. Um, come in washed and ready. Dropping, eliminating, or optionalizing, making strictly an option, the shampoo service, if that's something that is traditionally built into your haircut experience. This just helps ease a lot of people's feelings about whether or not they go to get a haircut. And when you think about this, don't think about this from your perspective in the way in which you perceive the haircut experience. Take that necessary empathetic step back and look at this from how it is perceived by your customer. Just because you believe the beard trim or the hot lather, sideburn ear area neckline, shave and clean up, or even the shampoo is fundamental to that haircut experience, that does not mean that it is seen that way by your customer. You know, you'll hear me many times refer to the idea of asking your customers, because we think we know, but let's face it, friends, we are way too close to the haircut experience as we live it multiple times every day. We give more haircuts than our clients will ever get in a lifetime. And it's not really fair to think that we can observe or, you know, look at a haircut in the way that they do. So maybe we got to jump back, climb up, look down at the haircut from above as though it is seen by others to be able to make some of these uh, assessments of what is best in handling customers. Last one I want to add in here to round out the conversation, taking plastic. Um, credit cards speed up the transaction process. Now, grant that somebody can throw a 20 at you and run away, and that's pretty quick, um, but credit cards really can speed up the process when we are working online, when we can, for instance, uh, have that client's information retained. Think about an Uber. Think about an Uber experience and how click, click, click. There's no money. There's no nothing changing hands. Uh, the, text, the transaction is quick. The transaction is clean and the transaction is effective. Again, this goes back to management through apps uh, and through some of the electronic support and things like that. But cards really uh, eliminate cash, which can be a source of sanitation concern, and they can eliminate some friction in the service process. So uh, making walk-ins work is the topic of the week. We will be addressing it again in our text blog Tuesday. Uh, it'll be online uh, next week, Tuesday, uh, we talk about it in a video in our class in our class on Monday and in the video that will appear later in the week, which is a recording of the Monday class. Once again, thank you for joining me here at the $100,000 Haircutter Podcast. Uh, comment, share, like, link, subscribe, and follow. You know how we play all these social media games. I'm glad to have you here, and I hope to help you become a $100,000 Haircutter. Thank you for listening, and have a great day.